0: Last Symptom Podcast. I'm Brian Barnett, the creator and host. All of us here in the northern hemisphere of Earth are all under the harvest moon right now. Did you notice that? Also known as the corn moon. Did you know the harvest moon or the corn moon is the only full moon name that is determined by the equinox and not by the actual month. What is an equinox? Do you know? Well, all you gotta do is remember that equinox means equal night. On the equinox, such as we just recently experienced on the 22nd, so just slightly more than a week ago from the moment of this recording, the duration of our days and nights are the same. So let's see. If I look at my phone right now and see what time sunrise and sunset is for me here, where I currently am, sunrise and sunset should be pretty much the same. Even though we're now a week past the equinox. Yeah, right. So, here we go. Sunrise at 7.28 a.m. And sunset at 7.12 p.m. So, awfully close. But, we're not just experiencing any old equinox currently. Right now, we're in the time of the fall equinox and... Another special situation. Remember that I said that the equinox happens twice a year. Once in March and again in September. Well, the harvest moon is typically the full moon closest to the September equinox. But about every three years, something interesting happens. The harvest moon happens in October Not in September, but in October. And that is where we're at now. So, instead of only experiencing the harvest moon right now, we're also experiencing the hunter's moon simultaneously. See, usually the hunter's moon would be October's full moon, and the harvest moon would belong to September. But right now, the harvest moon and the hunter's moon are one and the same. How interesting. Ain't that interesting? Just like the harvest moon can also be called the corn moon, the hunter's moon also has some other names that you can call it and still be right. The dying grass moon. The blood moon. And my favorite, the sanguine moon. So there you go. Now you'll never think of the September and October full moons the same way again. Next year, as in most years, September and October will go back to having their own full moons and the harvest moon and the hunter's moon will be two entirely different full moons again. But I encourage you to take yourself outside tonight maybe with your kids, or maybe take a honey or a sweetie pie with you. Leave the phone inside on the table and just take a few minutes to enjoy looking up at the harvest moon slash hunter's moon and take a moment to enjoy this period of the equinox that we're currently in. As I mentioned, the equinox actually happened on the 22nd. But since then, moving forward, the days have been gradually getting shorter than the nights. Spring is a little ways down the road. So it's a good time to get out, enjoy the beauty of the moon, to review the summer you've just had. If you are in the northern hemisphere of the Earth, you know, I realize that uh, those of you who are down there in the southern hemisphere are experiencing things in reverse from us up here. But, you know, you can do this too, just in reverse. The the equinox happened for you too. It's just not your fall equinox, obviously. So, go outside, look at the moon. Evaluate the summer you've just had. Think about all the things you've learned. All the great work you've done all of the progress you've been making. Be compassionate with yourself for your failures. Forgive yourself. And imagine where you'd like to be this time next year as far as your emotional health goes, and let's work toward that. Remember, a lot can happen in one year. A lot can happen in one year. Greatest understatement of all time. Most changes in a year are very small and subtle. And since they're spread out over the course of the entire year, we ain't always able to perceive just how much has really changed. But have you ever moved away to another town, let's say, And you stayed away from your old stomping grounds for the length of a year or so. But then you go back to visit where you used to live and you say, Wow, what has been going on here? Where did all these new restaurants come from? And what happened to the trees that used to be there? And there's a new park here now? And look, the old gas station I used to visit all the time has closed down. It's out of business but there's a new gas station now where that house over there used to be, and they've repaved Main Street. What do you think happened there? Did everybody in the town wait until you moved away and then said, quick, everybody, she's gone. Let's get to work making all these changes. Or were the changes always gradually happening around you, but because they were so special spread out over a year, and you were right there in the middle of it all, that uh, you weren't really getting a full sense of just how much change was really happening. I know that uh, every time I go back to Philadelphia, every single thing that's different jumps out at me. It's actually pretty jarring. The last time I was in town there, I went to visit the old Jenkintown apartment I lived in, while I was going through the divorce with my ex-wife. And i got to tell you, it was surreal. Surreal because there were so many things that were the same, but they were existing simultaneously among the totally unfamiliar. It was like an alternate reality. A world of great familiarity blended in with great unfamiliarity. Well, this really should make you stop and think. Do you really give yourself enough credit for all the work you've been doing with your emotional health and the progress you've made? Maybe you say to yourself, I've only been at this for three months or maybe you've been at it for a year. And maybe you're critical about all that you're still dealing with. But are you being like the person who lives in the same small town all year, who isn't perceiving the accumulation of many small improvements? Something to think about. Remember, I often compare recovery to a diet. And just like a diet, as long as you're consuming fewer calories than you burn every day, you are losing weight whether you can perceive it or not. No matter if you stand in the mirror for three months and can't see the benefits, as long as you're consuming fewer calories than you burn each of those days, the benefits are happening, whether you can see them or not. And one day, you will see them, because the accumulation of those benefits will just become too great for you to ignore. Well, again, welcome back to The Last Symptom Podcast. I really am glad you are here, and we've got some good things to talk about today. Before we go on with today's conversation, please allow me to remind you about thelastsymptom.com. That's my website for free and paid resources to help you in your efforts to authentically recover from emotional disorder and emotional unhealth such as Borderline Personality Disorder. At thelastsymptom.com, you can support my overall body of work with a donation if you feel it's benefiting you and you'd like it to continue benefiting you and others. Let me give uh, all those who have contributed to make this episode today possible a shout-out and a great big thank you. Also, from thelastsymptom.com, you can schedule either a phone conversation with me or a Zoom video meeting with me, whichever one appeals to you most. Let me share with you a message somebody recently posted to my Facebook education group, which for me was really very, very touching. This is from somebody who recently supported my work by scheduling a one-on-one private Zoom meeting with me through thelastsymptom.com. I have only very, very slightly tweaked some of her wording just to kind of make it flow a little bit better here for uh, this audio program, but only ever so slightly. She says this, Acceptance is my epiphany. Thank you, Brian Barnett. Last night, I took a step that I was thinking about taking since I first found Brian Barnett and his amazingly valuable tools provided through The Last Symptom. She's referring to scheduling a one-on-one conversation with me on Zoom. She goes on to say, It was life-changing, to say the least. Life-changing. Brian stayed with me and genuinely cared about me. He cared about me... Understanding what it is I needed to understand in a way that I could understand so that he could help. Just wow. For decades, I have been tormented about my feelings regarding my mother. My anger, frustration, and what I thought was hate toward her always felt like I was always in some kind of state or stages of mourning. Talking to so many people through the years, Decades definitely did not help me. Therapists, other family members, friends, strangers, my journal, etc. They all added more layers of confusion on something that had me confused about the thoughts I was having about my feelings being wrong. It seemed like all those conversations I had in the past did more to make me feel like the piece of shit I believed I was than any of them ever helped. I can't believe I just said was. Yes, that is how powerful my one-on-one time was with Brian Barnett. I understand that acceptance is letting go. For years, people would say, let it go. Move on. You're still letting this bother you. She's the only mother you'll have. They would explain to me how I should be thankful and appreciative to her for bringing me into the world. I would then explain to them all the injustice I experienced, usually through tears of pure frustration. Because I was so controlled by wanting the injustice addressed by someone, anyone, that I couldn't see past the fact that I thought the only way to get better was for the injustice to be fixed. I didn't want to accept the fact that the justice I thought I wanted served isn't really what I wanted. What I truly wanted to know was how to let go, move on, and stop thinking about her and the injustice I experienced. And last night, I learned how. Acceptance And forgiveness are different. So different. Brian explained until I understood. Acceptance is not forgiveness. Acceptance is understanding that there may never be the change you want or are looking for. Ever. Similar to when you lose someone to death. You know they are not coming back. And you eventually give up that hope that they will which allows you to let it go, move on, and stop thinking. I really mean deep, non-productive ruminating of all the scenarios where the person comes back. I have played over and over in my head her coming to me and begging for my forgiveness that never, ever play out well in my head. And last night I learned that I no longer need this from her, nor do I expect it. That is is mind-blowing. The draining, non-productive, self-destructive thinking no longer needs to exist after decades of thinking it had to until I could make her ask me for my forgiveness. Now I realize, even more than ever, as Brian says, people are like the weather, and I know I have zero control over the weather. I think I lost count of the epiphanies I've experienced since finding Brian Barnett and the last symptom, and I thank him from the bottom of my soul for the work he does. I know there are more epiphanies to come, and I can't wait to embrace them all. Thank you again, Brian. Thank you. Isn't that just incredible feedback? I get messages similar to this one all the time. And I value every one of them. I don't share all of them because I don't want my podcast and my articles to turn into hour-long back-patting sessions. But every once in a while, I think it's beneficial for me to share these sorts of things with you just so you can hear the stories of others who are experiencing progress and excitement because if they can, you can too. Also, I need to include here that this person herself was receptive. She was already straining for deeper understanding and a breakthrough. So it's not as if I provided her with anything she didn't provide herself. I simply shared some of my own insights with her, and she did the rest. You know, the very same points I shared with her that resulted in a tremendous breakthrough for her I shared with another person just the week before who was sort of struggling with the same thing and no such epiphany or breakthrough happened during the time I was talking to that individual. Now, that other individual, after some rumination on the topic, might experience a breakthrough and I am optimistic about that. But my point is that I can't guarantee that just because you schedule a conversation with me that I can do the impossible In other words, when it comes to authentic recovery and the insights that carry you there, each individual is at different stages of understanding, acceptance, receptiveness, readiness. Each individual is experiencing different circumstances, distractions, stresses, stability, and so forth. So I don't want to create unreasonable expectations that... Just by talking to me, you will definitely experience breakthroughs such as this person did, who shared her positive experience. But I do promise that I will give you the same personal attention, and I will do my best within my imperfect limitations to identify what is obstructing your progress and help you remove that obstruction. So... To the person who shared her positive experience with my Facebook education group, I just want to thank you for sharing your breakthrough with everybody so that they might benefit from it and for sharing your excitement. I love how you ended with the message, I know there are more epiphanies to come and I can't wait to embrace them all. That is exactly what I felt like when I experienced the epiphanies that led to my own authentic recovery. Those, those breakthroughs ignited my passion to keep going, to keep searching, and to keep learning. Now, some more things we have to talk about in regard to thelastsymptom.com. This is an official, an official preview announcement, let's say. Soon, the entire two-week Last Symptom Fundamentals course which you've heard me talk about in past episodes, that until now I have only offered in a live format, will be available to all in a pre-recorded format. And don't you worry, the pre-recorded format does not cut any corners, and you'll have a pretty similar experience to the two classes who have participated in the live courses This has been a tremendous amount of additional work for me because each day of class requires at least 4 hours of recording and there are 10 total days of class. So, about 40 hours total. Then, I have to take each hour of recording and do video editing. Each hour of class, once recorded, takes me about two or three hours of video editing. So, by the time I finish, I will have an enormous amount of time, attention, and energy invested into this project. Needless to say, I hope plenty of people support the final product once it's released. Let me tell you the benefits, just some of the benefits, of the Last Symptom Fundamentals pre-recorded course. First of all, the objective for this pre-recorded course is the same objective as that of the live version of the course. It's meant to provide participants with a clear, accurate, thorough understanding of the fundamental causes of emotional disorder, particularly borderline personality disorder, but just as applicable to all emotional disorders, So that you can have a firm understanding of the very nature of what it is you are dealing with and how to fix it. The word fundamental refers to several different things. First, the fundamental causes of emotional disorder. Fundamental insights regarding what is necessary to overcome in order to rid yourself of emotional disorder. Fundamental obstructions preventing you from recovering and what to do about them. But also, the word fundamental is related to the word foundation. Just as a well-built house first has to have a well-built foundation upon which to construct the house, the purpose of the last symptom fundamentals course is to provide you with a solid Accurate foundation that you can then go on to build the rest of your authentic recovery upon for yourself. You understand that if the foundation of your recovery is not well built or well established, let's say, then the rest of your house, your recovery, is also not going to go well. You don't want to spend years struggling to build a house only to end up with a house that has to be torn down and started all over again because its foundation was never built correctly. So this has always been the purpose and the benefit of the Last Symptom Fundamentals course. Here are the primary themes and topics covered in great depth during the two-week Last Symptom Fundamentals course. 1. What do I really think the nature of borderline personality disorder or emotional disorder is? Digging down to our subconscious perceptions about it. How can inaccurate thoughts on this one thing prevent me from advancing? Two, do I really believe I can become a different person? Why or why not? What does becoming a different person mean? How can inaccurate thoughts on this one thing prevent me from advancing? Three, what is the one and only true cause of borderline personality disorder? How do I know? Why does it matter to understand the significance of this? Four, the foundation of borderline personality disorder, the seed from which every aspect of the disorder grows. Five, the true nature of feelings. Six, being honest with ourselves about our motives and why this matters. Seven, what is the cure to borderline personality disorder? i um, losing count here. Seven, eight, I don't know. Next one. What is the process of becoming cured like? Next topic, guilt versus shame versus regret. Next topic, forgiveness versus acceptance. Next topic, capacity versus ability. Next topic, responsibility versus guilting or blaming. Next topic, why confronting your parents is a bad idea. Next topic, loved versus lovable. Next topic, the law of individual inherent rights, responsibility, and authority. Also, free will. Next topic, calm, assertive versus passive-aggressive communication behavior styles. Next topic, boundaries, the biggie. Next topic, being patient, kind, and forgiving with yourself every day, specific examples, what this looks like, regularly applying accurate context. Next topic patience and understanding versus excuse making. And finally, moving forward on your own. The pre recorded version of the Last Symptom Fundamentals course offers some advantages to the live version of the course. For example, the live version has always required four uninterrupted hours of attention from participants every day for ten days. That's a big sacrifice for those who have lots of other obligations. Many who have participated in the live course have had to sacrifice sleep and other things in order to be there. So the pre-recorded version of the class will allow participants the ability to take the course at their own convenience and at their own leisure. You'll be able to pause the presentation whenever you like, take notes at your leisure, go back and re-hear anything you might want to hear again. Those who enroll in the pre-recorded class won't even need to dedicate four days a day to the class if they, don't, if they can't. They can do one hour a day or two hours a day or whatever their schedules allow. Another advantage will be cost. Because the class is pre-recorded, I'm able to offer it at a discounted cost than the live version of the course, which always requires an unusual amount of my direct time, attention, and energy for the entire duration that the course is ongoing. Because the nature of a pre-recorded format requires only this direct time, attention, and energy once, I'm excited about being able to offer a more cost-friendly option to those who may be under more financial difficulty than others are. At the same time, I hope everybody understands that I want to make sure I make back the costs of my investment in making this pre-recorded course, as well as ongoing operation costs, and that also this new resource continues to support my livelihood and the livelihood of the last symptom moving forward. With all these things in mind, let's talk about the cost I have settled on at the time of this recording for the Last Symptom Fundamentals pre-recorded course. The live version of the course has always been priced at $750 per participant. The price I've settled on for this new Last Symptom Fundamentals pre-recorded course will be a one-time cost of $450 with ongoing access to the course for seven full months. That's a savings of $300 for the same presentation and with continuing access for a full 7 months. This should allow many of those who are under financial difficulty who truly want to benefit from this course to save up and enroll and to then have access to the exact same presentation as those who have participated in the costlier live versions of this course. An additional provision I have every intention of making available is to make this pre-recorded version of the Last Symptom Fundamentals course available to all past participants of the live version of the course as a thank you for their support of the earliest live classes and also to allow them to renew and refresh the experience for themselves. I I ain't certain how I'm going to do this yet but I will have a clearer idea of what is involved as soon as I have the entirety of the recordings completed and edited and made available online. The platform I'll be using for this course is thinkific.com. That's spelled T-H-I-N-K-I-F-I-C.com, Thinkific. And I currently have about 14 out of 40 chapters recorded, edited, uploaded to that platform. When the course is available to the public, I'll have direct links over at thelastsymptom.com. You'll just click and it'll guide you over to where you need to be. Would you like to get a sense of what The Last Symptom Fundamentals pre-recorded course is like? Well, you're in luck. Each segment of each day is divided into four approximately 45-minute long chapters. And right now, you can view a full 45-minute chapter of the course at absolutely no cost to you whatsoever on The Last Symptom official YouTube channel or by simply visiting thelastsymptom.com in the video area of the site. The title of the video is Sneak Peek, The Last Symptom Fundamentals, pre-recorded course, Day 3, Chapter 9. I hope you'll take advantage of this opportunity to see the format of the course, and also, the topic is motives and motivation. So, I hope you'll walk away from it enlightened, entertained, and encouraged. So, this week, along with the 45-minute video... It's almost like you're getting a double feature here in the last symptom land. <laughs> you get a new episode of the Last Symptom podcast, and you get an additional 45 minute video sneak peek at the upcoming Last Symptom Fundamentals course. I'm expecting to have the entire The Last Symptom Fundamentals pre recorded course finished and ready for public consumption within the next couple weeks. So I hope by then, plenty of you will have heard this episode of The Last Symptom Podcast and will be watching thelastsymptom.com for the course to become officially available for your enrollment. I really believe that for those who take advantage of this opportunity, the course will become an invaluable foundation for your authentic recovery moving forward. Because there's a 45-minute video waiting for you to watch, I don't want to take up too much of your time here this week with this episode of the Last Symptom Podcast. If you're curious about what the topic is that is discussed in that 45-minute sneak peek, the topic is being honest with ourselves about our motives, my artificial recovery for the first two years, our capacity as human beings to choose to generate genuine motivation within ourselves, genuine, that is, internal motivation, versus artificial, that is, external, motivation, along with some stories and specific examples. It's been a while since I've read any poetry to you folks, so I thought I would close today with that. The name of the poem is Geist's Grave, and it's about a dog. The poet Matthew Arnold, 1895, Celebrates the four brief years he had his dog Geist, the Dutch hound, who was his little friend by his side. Only four years lived this little dog, but the impact he had on Matthew Arnold produced this poem, Geist's grave. Four years, and didst thou stay above the ground, which hides thee now but four. And all that life and all that love were crowded, Geist, into no more. Only four years those winning ways, which make me for thy presence yearn, called us to pet thee or to praise, dear little friend at every turn. That loving heart, that patient soul, had they indeed no longer span, To run their course and reach their goal, and read their homily to man. That liquid, melancholy eye, From whose pathetic soul fed springs, Seemed to urge in the Virgilian cry, the sense of tears in mortal things, That steadfast, mournful strain consoled by spirits gloriously gay, And temper of heroic mould, What was four years their whole short day? Yes, only four, and not the course Of all the centuries yet to come, And not the infinite resource of nature With her countless sum, Of figures with her fullness vast, Of new creation evermore, Can ever quite repeat the past, Or just thy little self restore. Stern law of every mortal lot, Which man, proud man, finds hard to bear, And builds himself, I know not what, Of second life I know not where. But thou, when struck thine hour to go, On us who stood despondent by, A meek last glance of love didst throw, And humbly lay thee down to die. Yet would we keep thee in our heart, Would fix our favorite on the scene, Nor let thee utterly depart, And be as if thou ne'er hadst been, and so there rise these lines of verse on lips that rarely form them now, while to each other we rehearse, such ways, such arts, such looks hadst thou. We stroke thy broad brown paws again, we bid thee to thy vacant chair, we greet thee by the window pane. we hear thy scuffle on the stair, we see the flaps of thy large ears, quick raised to ask which way we go, crossing the frozen lake appears, thy small black figure on the snow. Nor to us only art thou dear, who mourn thee in thine English home. Thou hast nine absent masters tear, dropped by the far Australian foam. Thy memory lasts both here and there, and thou shalt live as long as we, and after that, Thou dost not care, in us was all the world to thee. Yet fondly zealous for thy fame, Even to a date beyond our own, We strive to carry down thy name By mounted turf and graven stone. We lay thee close within our reach, Here where the grass is smooth and warm, Between the holly and the beech, Where oft we watched thy couchant form. Asleep, yet lending half an ear, To travellers on the Portsmouth road, There build we thee, O guardian dear, Marked with a stone thy last abode. Then some, who through this garden pass, When we too, like thyself are clay, Shall see thy grave upon the grass, And stop before the stone and say, People who lived here long ago Did by this stone, it seems, intend To name for future times to know, the Dutch hound, Geist, their little friend. That is Geist's Grave by Matthew Arnold, 1895. I hope you enjoyed that. As a lover of dogs, that is precious. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, as always, for listening. This is Brian Barnett with The Last Symptom. I will see you next week. Same place, same time, God willing, and the crick don't rise.